You have one new message. This is Stuart Ferris from Greensboro, North Carolina. And when I'm not busy binge-watching 80s movies and listening to big air bands, I'm listening to That Would Be Rad, my favorite new podcast. Welcome back to another episode of That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, pre-internet mysteries, and the seemingly impossible task of raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Woody Brown, and this is your other host, Tyler Brent. Hey, what's up, man? You know, just uh, hanging out. Uh, I figured this week... We could do a little something different. Um, we're going to introduce a a new segment on the show called Consumption Junction, and it's kind of a way to let the uh, listeners in on conversations that we pretty much have every day. Uh, you know, just discussing the music, movies, podcasts, comics, um, anything and everything that we are consuming and that we're into. I like it. I mean, like we've talked about a million times, this is a phone call that we have with each other. All the time anyway. Hey, man, mm-hmm. did you see this? Or, you know, text message. Hey, did you see that? Or, hey, did, have you heard this song? Or you'll just, like, send me a random song that I've probably never heard. Or the response is, oh, yeah, man. I, I You know, or I haven't heard that in forever. You know, that kind of stuff. We always have cool stuff that we're kind of into or obsessed with at any given moment. So, Well, and I think, too, it's a good way to uh, – we would love all you guys out there to send in stuff that you're into, anything that you think that we would like, you know, whether it's music or shows or movies or anything. Um, you know, we're all ears. We're always like – we always have our ears to the – ears to the grind. To the rabbit trail. Ears to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're always looking for new stuff. Always looking for new stuff. Always hungry for new things to read, to watch, to listen to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick us off, man? Do you want to talk about, um, you know, let's start with like a certain category. Okay. And then um, um, kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, some of the music that I've been listening to. So I'm narrowing down all these to like the top three list. Um okay. And again, all this stuff constantly changes, you know, so this is strictly for at the moment. Um, this is what's on rotation right now. Okay. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Um, there, so since it's starting to get a little chilly outside, mm-hmm. starting to get a little dreary, Love and it. dark, not from fires, but from the fall coming mm-hmm. around the Bentz household, we, me and my two little girls are obsessed with this song called Zombie. By a guy named C.W. Stone King. It's such an amazing song. And it, I mean, it sounds, you know, it feels like Halloween. And he, I mean, the dude sounds like, I don't know, he's from like the 30s or 40s. And it's that sort of like old school, like, it's hard to explain. I mean, it's literally like if if uh, any of you f- are familiar with like M. Ward, um, mm. it's like his first al- album, if he was doing like sort of 
spooky 60s like halloween music wow um yeah it's really and cool. is it like is it a kid song or is it just like really no cool? no, no okay cool 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 yeah no no not at all and and i mean a lot of his other stuff doesn't necessarily sound like you know halloween music but this song just i mean it feels it's like perfect to fit in like a you know halloween song mm. compilation uh Another tune. Um, Hold on, before by, you get into that other okay. tune. I know. It's just like it's always a battle of who's going to interrupt who first, and I mm-hmm. won this time. Um, Which is rare. I just thought of something cool that we could do that we can announce next month. Give it to me. Dude, we should make a best, like, Halloween playlist. For sure. You know, and, and do that. That's, okay, sorry. Okay, let me write that down. Yeah, as you guys know, well, actually, you don't know we are massive fans of halloween and anything like spooky and the nostalgia of just this kids yeah man just this time of year there it is again well okay (laughs) i'm kidding i'm just saying like this time of year you know the the leaves are starting to change colors they're starting to fall and ah man i was having this talk with uh my son yesterday as a matter of fact as we as i was driving him to school and the leaves kind of like kick up behind oh, your yeah. car you know it, it also mm-hmm. reminds me of the batman batman yeah exactly yep. man how did, which by the way how did how did i know exactly what because, you were talking dude, about and that's why we're on a podcast together <laughs> you know um it just works friend mm-hmm. anyways uh sorry sorry to interrupt but yes this is our favorite time of year man it's just the best uh next up it well i guess this could kind of still go along with a little bit of a halloween vibe is um I've always loved this song, but this is a band that I've never really done a deep dive on until now. Um, I'm a little ashamed of it, but uh, the band is called Echo and the Bunnymen. Yes. Um, the classic song is called The Killing Moon, which, you know, I'm sure everybody out there has heard it. It's an 80s classic. came out in 1985 on an album called Songs to Learn and Sing. It's such a great song, but, man, the album is really good, and I'm really... Uh, a shame that I haven't really listened to it and deep dived until now. It all kind of has that Donnie Darko kind of vibe, you know, which was a great soundtrack too, by the way. It does Um, have that, that song does have that sort of, I'm just thinking about, again, going back to it's fall and just like, mm -hmm. you know, it's raining right now uh, here in Georgia. And, you know, it's just kind of dreary and just, man, it just makes you think of like, if you were going to make an 80s spooky movie, Killing Moon would definitely be on the soundtrack. For sure. Lastly, in my top three music list is a guy that he really needs a lot more credit and a a lot more um, buzz than he has. A lot of you guys may not know about him, but it's a guy named Stephen Wilson Jr. I hate to say that he's like country because I'm really not a fan of country. I mean, I like alt country and I like a little bit of like outlaw country and sort of indie country, I guess you would say. But um, yeah. He's kind of in that vein, and he has a song called Year to Be Young, 1994. And, man, it just, like, it perfectly captures just the vibe of, like, growing up and, like, laying on your bedroom floor with your Walkman or your, well, I guess, Discman, technically. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just being enraptured and just being just taken away by music. You know, it's tough being a kid, but I can look back and I can see that always having having music and mm-hmm. i don't know it just feels kind of safe you know putting oh, on like, yeah, man. your headphones and like sort of being tucked away away from all the hardships and of life and all that kind of thing so yeah. um 
so yeah, Stephen Wilson Jr., Year to Be Young, 1994. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, and that one, that song in particular, that's out of the list. Uh, well, of course, I knew Killing Moon, but that's a perfect example of one that you sent me a couple months ago, and you're like, you got to check this song out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I agree. It's really, really good. It kind of reminds me of, like, if Bruce Springsteen was not from New Jersey mm-hmm. and was from... I think he's from Nashville. Steven yeah, Wilson. okay. Yeah, Nashville or, or, like, North Carolina is what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Um, right. Because speaking of country and stuff that comes out of Nashville, boy, I don't like, um, not a fan no. of that. So, not the, not but, the you know, I think it's stuff. cool that he's from Nashville, though, because uh, maybe there's going to be a resurgence of, you know, some not uh, polished studio musician pop country that, that yeah. comes out of there currently. You know, I mean, even our uh, our, our bros from Kings of Leon kind of come from Tennessee. They're not from Nashville, but. Well, uh, so I just looked him up and. Uh, He's even cooler than I thought. Uh, he so he moved to Nashville, I guess, to kind of get into the country scene. Mm-hmm. But it says he's a singer songwriter from rural Southern Indiana, hmm. which, I, you know, and once you hear the music, it it makes a lot more sense. Um, was raised by a single father who was a boxer and had him boxing from age seven through adulthood as an Indiana State Golden Glove finalist. I mean, could this dude be in the eighties? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, man. So his dad was Sylvester Stallone from Over the Top. Absolutely. And then he became a, a, just a really cool uh, alt-country singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, I want to buy the album now. Well, I don't think there's a full album. I think it's like... Uh, just a couple singles? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm not sure if there's like an EP out yet of these songs, but um, yeah, you know, Apple Music, just look up Stephen Wilson Jr. And or, um, or they're Spotify. all there. I'm not a big fan of Spotify. <laughs> we don't even want to go there, man. <laughs> so can I dive into some songs that are just playing on my playlist constantly here? Yeah, man, get in there. Now, here's the problem. I don't know if I can narrow it down to three. That's a tough, that's a that's a tall order. Well, like I said, this is this is like for this week, basically. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I accept okay. the challenge. All right. Number one on my list that I'm not joking, I listen to at least once a day, sometimes maybe twice, really, um, because my daughter loves it. She just thinks it's super cool, is uh, Open Your Heart by the, mm. human, by the Human League. Yeah. Oh, man, so good, you know? And uh, the Human League is one of those bands, kind of like Echo and the Bunnymen, that whenever, you know, obviously this album, uh, I think it's called Dare, came out in like 1981. Dude, I was one years old. I'm not listening to this music. And by the time I was old enough to like dig music, you know, it was already into the hair metal, you know, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Mm -hmm. kind of stage of the of the world um and so i kind of missed these guys and and totally didn't really know much about them but you know as you go back and you start watching 80s movies you start saying like man what song is that and you you figure out oh that's you know human league or whatever but open your heart man the melody is amazing the lyrics are ridiculous uh it's just it's really cool and you know there's a little like um a synth pan flute little that uh, <laughs> my daughter Jane thinks is the funniest thing ever. Second on well, my real quick, let me let me jump in. Um, yeah, the, it's funny that you uh, you drew the comparison to Echo and the Bunnymen because the Human League is kind of like one of those bands, like British bands from the '80s, that 
it's like you hear the song and you're like, oh yeah, I've heard the song a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that it about Echo and the Bunny Man or the Human League. Yeah. But like they're those like mainstream like staple new wave songs mm-hmm. yeah. you know that are on every list and probably if they're like a little older than us oh yeah they they you know they definitely know them but for us who really like by the time we were old enough to actually physically buy our, buy our own music and stuff mm-hmm. i mean truly man i have to give credit to my best friend in high school uh, matt rollins for getting me into 80s music at all because when when i first met him it was early 90s and i was super into um well, I mean, grunge and stuff like that. And so I thought, oh, yeah. you know, in, I thought New Wave was just like the absolute worst crap ever. <laughs> yeah. um, and so he totally got me into a bunch of that stuff. But second on my list is a song called The Living Dead, and it's by Phantom Planet. And mm-hmm. it was a song actually that I don't think they released it on any album or B-side album or something. It was a song that was for the video game Stubbs the Zombie. And... Dude, it is oh my gosh. I don't I don't know how to explain. It. It's like it perfectly portrays, I guess, the vibe of just Halloween and zombies to me. Mm. Uh it's probably less I haven't heard uh the, the song that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't really played it's not like this one's scary or anything. It's just more like just know, the vibe. Ro- yeah, the vibe is more like rock and roll. The lyrics are really cool. It's it's mm-hmm. like one of the lines is uh here's some advice. Don't lose your head. That's what you get for sticking out your neck. You know, mm. I got myself together just like you said. I'm conquering the city with the living dead. Oh, I know the song. Yeah, this is this is one of those songs I think that so Woody and I have been like, you know, best friends for years and uh we used to like burn CDs because we would always be like, you know, driving to Atlanta or driving around, hitting thrift stores, you know, whatever. And uh we would always like burn these like CDs for each other and I'm pretty sure this song was uh, on quite a yeah, few of those. I'm pretty sure I put this one on all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody listening should definitely check it out. Uh, like I said, it's not on any albums, so you have to kind of dig a little bit. I don't know if it's on Apple Music, but it's definitely on Spotify there. So, Oh, then um, I'm sure it's on Apple Music. Sometimes it's not really. Also, um, they have a uh, – sorry, I just interrupted again, but they have a new record, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Yeah, man, the Devis- or Devastator, right? Mm-hmm. But – I would, okay, man, now I've really got to like think of the third. It's between a couple. I got to do it. I'm going to go with, it's not an 80s song or anything, but it's by The Breeders, and the song is called Cannonball. Mm. Because, I mean, does it get any cooler than Kim Deal? I Classic. don't know. She is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's just something about like a really cool girl, especially whenever I was a you know, growing up, man, I don't know, man, they, they throw an instrument on or they start singing with a band and it's just like, they're so cool, man. And oh, Kim yeah. Deal was one of those uh, ladies for me whenever I was a kid that I just thought was the coolest thing ever. It's funny too, you're saying this because I just went through a, I had totally forgotten about that song, but I, I've recently been in like a sort of a pixies rabbit hole mm-hmm. and, um, uh, what did I say it right? You rabbit said it hole? right this time, man. Okay. I wish you could, you know, Wow. <laughs> And it, I mean, so I think that's you confirming you li- that you now believe me that Rabbit Trail is not like Alice in Wonderland. She didn't go down the rabbit trail. She went down the rabbit hole. Well, I, well, you know, it's here's fine. the thing. You were right. I, you were wrong. I was right. Yeah, it's but, cool. I mean, but listen, I think, my, it happens to my wife all the time. I'm right. She's wrong. This time you're wrong. I'm right. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's I think Rabbit Trail is more of a British thing. So you probably don't you probably have never heard it before. But um, <laughs> yeah. 
But um, no, I've been in like a, a pretty big Pixies kick lately. Mm-hmm. And um, Kim Deal was a member of the Pixies. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what happened. You know, that's actually... I don't know if I see. This is why I love this kind of stuff, man. Because mm-hmm. now it's triggering me to like, oh, I got to figure it out. Like, why did the Pixies break up? What happened with the Breeders? And she was in a couple other like, yeah, iconic bands and stuff. So just to dig back into that stuff is, uh, well, it was it was exciting. it was such a great era too. Because once I ran across the Breeders, I was like, oh man, I've, I had forgotten about like sort of that Riot Girl movement when like um, like Hole lived through this. Mm. Uh, L7, yes. um, Veruca Salt, yes. um, I guess Letters K. to Cleo. Hanley. Yeah, Letters to Cleo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, what was the other? There was another band. Um, this chick played violin. Oh, man, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, what was that? She had a song called, like, Mother. Is that right? I don't know, but you were also, you like, Oh man, and I'm sorry, but Tori Amos, dude, I just could not. Dude, I love Tori. I mean, I know it's like a guilty pleasure now, but God, I am obsessed with it. Her first three records are incredible to me. I just couldn't get into it, man. You got to be in the mood. Now, I do like Fiona Apple. Yeah, and she actually came out with a new record, which is equally weird as all her other ones, but it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. and I and here's another one that's going to make people mad potentially as we kind of get into the '90s. Here, did not like. Alanis Morissette. See, I loved Alanis Morissette. Didn't like her at all. Yeah, I thought she was a good songwriter. Uh, she might well, be. Well, Gl- Glenn Ballard f- probably wrote yeah, a lot of that. I just like I just never got into her, man. Her her voice just got on my last one. I loved her. See, I I, I haven't. T- well, we both do, but we both kind of tend to lean in on like some of the weirder, more abstract artists. But mm-hmm. it's funny because it's like two totally different sides of that <laughs> yeah um like you you were a huge like brit pop yeah kind of dude um I, well still oh, are, there was I a time man i mean there was a time when you know especially like mid 90s when ju- if it if it came from england mm-hmm. then i was buying it and i loved it i mean there's so many obscure english bands that i listened to and loved um that i'm sure nobody's heard of so um of course, you know, people have heard of the main ones that I like, like Oasis was my mm-hmm. favorite. Blur, of course, Cooler Shaker, you know, The Verve. Um, Kasabian. Yeah, you know, I kind of like Kasabian. They were kind of like love end, end of the Yeah, that was movement. later. That was later. Cool, man. I think anybody listening has a list of songs and artists to go check out. But, the, I mean, dude, the, literally, you said it earlier, and I just want to harp on this for a second so that people don't think we're like, making mixtapes for each other uh in a weird way like <laughs> we just before iphones where you could just have music with you all the time mm-hmm. music literally surrounds everything we do my wife has like she found some meme one day that was like yeah so um i've been ready to go to dinner for uh you know three hours now but my husband's still making the playlist for the drive you know what that, i mean that's like, woody that, that's 100%. me. hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent, dude. I I was the kid that made mixtapes for. Girls you would be late was, to come to practice because you were like, man, I gotta, I gotta get burn this the mix. CD, man. Yeah, really digging this. You know, random Rivers Cuomo B side <laughs> that I found. You know, just random stuff, dude. I, like anytime I'm in the shower, I'm listening mm-hmm. to music. Anytime I'm like washing dishes, I'm listening to music. When I'm outside, like mowing the lawn. Well, actually, confession. When I'm outside mowing the lawn. That's generally whenever I'm listening to my favorite podcast, 
besides ours, which I'm sure we'll get into in just yes. a second. But it's called Bigfoot Collectors Club. Yep, number one. Oh, man, so good. That's really what I'm listening to when I'm mowing the lawn. Um, and we'll dive back into those guys in just a second. But music just, it's constantly a part of my life. If I'm driving somewhere or if I'm with my kids, uh, you know, we we make bath time fun because we're just like listening to like Queen. I mean, mm-hmm. my daughter loves Bohemian Rhapsody. She calls it the mama song because of the first line, you know. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why we would just, and, and we loved discovering new music it's kind of like you know when you find out someone has never watched whatever your favorite show is you Mm -hmm. know and you're like you're so jealous because you wish that you could go back to zero and not know anything about your favorite show and it being like you know they're gonna love it and you wish Mm -hmm. you just could experience that again that's the same that's why we're always looking for all of this stuff that we're talking about today constantly man like every part of our day really is always looking for like something that's going to bring us that sort of like oh this is so amazing like the new mandalorian trailer oh my gosh Holy that looks amazing crap man yeah who i mean like i sent that text i like i copied the link to that trailer and sent it to like everybody my parents yeah. included you know so good man it's just unbelievable looking man God. also i want to jump in and say uh i think we need a t-shirt that says mm-hmm. that would be rad and then on the back we make bath time fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's a, that's a keeper. Oh man, that is a keeper. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's that's hilarious. Boy, we're just giving people gold. You know what I we mean? We really are. It's comedy gold. If you've gold. got this on low volume, turn it up immediately. Yep. We're giving mm-hmm. you gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, you tuned into the right podcast. Right now, and I know you're nodding wherever you're listening at work. You're you're on the way to work. You're driving. You might be driving your kids to little league. You're nodding right now, going, "You know what? He's right. This is absolute gold." Tell that boss to take this job and shove it. Just well, just you know, blast this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe instead of doing that, maybe just you know, show it to your boss and say, "Kick that cubicle over." Kick a cubicle over and just say. Hey, man, I got something you need to listen to when everybody asks if you're okay. You know what I think we should talk about next? Well, f- before we do that, can we go back to podcasts we're listening to? Because uh, you're I right. feel like we didn't give enough love to a mm-hmm. show that this show might as well be sponsored by the Bigfoot <laughs> Collectors Club. Agreed. Yeah. Because it is the perfect podcast. I am a proud patron on Patreon, I've listened to. I think I'm on my fourth, uh, fourth time all the way through listening to every episode, and they're on like 130. I mean, yeah, can we go as amazing. far as to say that like this podcast might not even? Oh, it definitely would have been like a an idea, really. Nope. And I'm not saying that you know our mission is to just be another version of that. that that's mm-hmm. not it at all. But when you introduced me to their podcast, at first I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, because I'll be honest with you, I think before, and this is this is this is uh, we're in the circle of trust here. Anybody listening to this, you're part of that circle, in the now. trust tree. I have always kind of been like, historically, not now, but previously, before I heard a single episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, I was kind of like, ugh, about Bigfoot. I was mm. kind of, yeah, I know, man. I I just wasn't into the cryptid thing, and then I'm not even joking. The first time I ever listened to their podcast and just listen how cool uh, Bryce and Michael are and 
just the way that they approach things, them talking about being kind of open-minded about just everything that they talk about on there, the paranormal stuff, the cryptids, all that. Mm -hmm. I started like getting super interested in, in that stuff and then reading more about it and super, super, my mind has shifted and and then like we said you know it's just been a huge inspiration and then it's just so much fun to listen to man. but it is a great show and you know i kind of feel this weird sort of we've always kind of had this like calling uh like i lived in la for a couple of years for a few years uh you and i made a record out there mm-hmm. um you know kind of went back and forth for a while mm-hmm. and uh so I feel like we can kind of relate to like some of the stuff they're talking about. They're sort of, well, two of them are like actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which the, it's so weird that we're talking about this, man, because uh, one of the, one of the, this is going to seem so planned, but one of the things that I wrote down to stream for people it mm-hmm. has has one of them in it. So I can't wait to talk about that. That's, that's oh hilarious. yeah. Uh, well, and then the the producer is a musician, Riley Bray. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, plus they're very handsome and you know <laughs> obviously we're very handsome so it's like this we just got so much in common it's man. a real connection yeah i think we should take a quick quick super quick break mm-hmm. and have a little word from our sponsors and then when we get back dive into what i think people should stream this weekend because there's a lot of good stuff sounds good cool yeah man you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear r2d2 beep like this <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's begin now. So here's the thing, all right? Um, The movies that I kind of think you should stream, I'm going to be honest with you, every single one of them is, and this is just because it's fall, I'm already in the Halloween mode, man. I tried my best. I tried my absolute best to not start watching any kind of spooky stuff until like the end of September, and that Mm -hmm. lasted uh, until like August 15th. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, I it was an impossible task and um so all of the movie suggestions i have depending on how your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever how they are in terms of what they want to watch you can either make this a movie night or you can just watch this on your own uh, when they're watching whatever it is that they want to watch. Kardashians. Yeah, or whatever it is. Okay, look, we talked about this before on a previous episode because it was a movie that five minutes in, I suggested that I text Tyler and I said, hey, man, you and your wife need to, you know, you and Courtney need to 
watch this. It's streaming on Netflix. It's super awesome. You're going to love the vibe. And then like right after I text him, that's when the gore hit in. And my wife was just like covering her face, you know, eyes the whole movie. Oh, yeah. And then I text, I text Tyler back and was like, ooh, hey, man, uh, maybe just save this one for just you to watch later and that well i already knew like i am not i'm gonna wait until he finishes his movie which is funny because i had already i didn't know at the time but i'd actually already seen it and boy it goes from zero to like when that gore comes in i mean it comes in and so this one it's uh it's called the babysitter Mm. it's starring samara or i still don't know how to say her name right but i think that's it samara weaving it's got this kid in it named judah lewis who is uh he's he's a good little actor yeah he's great and a bunch of other folks that you would recognize from other movies and stuff um Mm -hmm. this guy named andrew bachelor is one of the funniest people on the planet i think he's in a bunch of uh funny movies he's just hilarious man the reason i like it is just the the way that it was directed written all of that it's just really just good i mean it's kind of like that weird horror comedy type thing you know yeah mm-hmm. um and so you know it does get a little gory um so if you're I mean, not into it, that i think it's real gory if you're not if you're not into that if you're not into that then maybe skip it but you might want to just go ahead and skip all the movies that i'm suggesting except mm-hmm. The next one, and again, it's hilarious. Coincidentally, I put this on the list um, because it's got Bryce Johnson in it, who is uh, one of the hosts from Bigfoot Collectors Club. And Mm -hmm. the movie's called Willow Creek. You can stream it on Amazon Prime. And it's also got Alexi Gilmore, who I think she's been a a guest on the podcast, on their podcast before. It's a really cool movie for a couple of reasons. One, it's one of those like sort of found footage movies. So if you don't know what that is, think Blair Witch project the premise is bryce's character and his girlfriend which it's so funny because he's totally this dude in real life anyway they go to willow creek this town and area where the uh i think the famous the patterson gimlet footage Mm -hmm. was like Mm -hmm. actually recorded and so they're going around this town i think in real life filming this with like a small little camera set up um and so it's just like him talking to her townspeople in the movie are treating them kind of weird and want them to get out of there. A bunch of weird stuff kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's them basically trying to, you know, go to this area, interview the locals, and then, you know, maybe find Bigfoot. Man, I didn't have, you know, any expectations of it. The only reason I even knew about it was because I heard them kind of talk about it on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Well, and it's directed by uh, Bobcat Goldwaith. So that's a little 80s tie-in what he's like a like a full-on director now oh my gosh man i had no idea Mm -hmm. yeah which he was a guest on the show as well oh man Mm -hmm. that's amazing this one actually in terms of gore there's not really any yeah i mean if you're like squeamish or something like that this movie won't do it it's actually like pretty it's more of like um what you don't it's kind of creepy and stuff yeah exactly it's what you don't see it was really well done. I mean, truthfully, man, Bryce is acting. There's this tent scene uh, with him and his girlfriend, both of them. It was just, it's awesome, man. I really yeah. liked it. I was, like, super surprised and immediately, like, was like, man, I wonder if I can get, like, a custom VHS of this. And thought we should take this show on the road and visit Willow Creek for ourselves. Mm. I think that'd be pretty cool. And I'll do two more movies. One of them is kind of unfair because you're the one that showed it to me. Mm-hmm. So this one is called The Vast of Night. And oh, God, it's is so Is it on good. your list? 
No, it's not, but I, I'd totally forgotten about yeah. it. It's so good, though, man. I don't know if you can hear what's going on in the background, but it kind of sounds like There's my something. wife has purchased a army tank from, mm. like, the World War II era <laughs> and is driving it around uh, my house downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got that going for me. And so that's going to be real nice for the audio. I'm excited about it. And if she's listening to this now, which um, when this podcast comes out, I just want to say, hon, thank you. I love you. Okay, so yeah, The Vast of Night. I didn't know this, man. Written and directed by this dude named Andrew Patterson. I think this is his first film. Mm-hmm. Uh, squeeze me. Wow. Dude, the movie was amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it has this really cool, very, very uh, cool, like retro, like late 50s, early 60s vibe, which is just a cool time in terms of nostalgia, too. You know? Um, oh, yeah. We've always kind of talked about that, that like, People will still wore like suits to go to the basketball game yep. or, you know, suits to sit outside in the scorching hot sun to watch the Yankees play or, you know, radio is still kind of a newer thing. And visually, it's awesome. I just, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, really cool. Um, well, and I don't it, even want to spoil anything about it. though. No, no. Yeah. You just need to get in and start fresh. And it is it is interesting that the because I watched it for a second time um, recently and. I couldn't help but notice the it kind of has like a little bit of like an M Night Shyamalan sort of mm. sort of like a low boil mm-hmm. kind of the whole time you know it's kind of like Definitely, a slow yeah. build but man it's just it's so it entertaining off. yeah it pays off and it's like it's just the era and the the vibe and everything is just yeah. it's, it's so cool so Dude I'm glad that you said that because thinking back I do remember like as I'm watching it being like you know I'm, what's going to happen here because it's just like it is a slow, slow boil, as you, mm-hmm. as you would say. Is, I don't know if that's the right. Term I don't know if that's a term, but but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's it's well said. In fact, I think it's a great description Thank because you. I was kind of like, oh, I started watching it on the treadmill, and it's not a treadmill movie. No, um, it was one that I, you know, kind of had to really kind of watch. Um, but well, it, it does definitely pay off. So if you're watching it, if you give it a try, trust us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Wait and just watch the whole thing. Well, and also, like, which this is what my wife does on every movie, but this is kind of one of those movies that you should um, maybe put your phone down and just really sort of soak in the, just like Everything. the atmosphere and the ambiance and stuff. Just kind of, yeah, because that, to, to me, that's what makes this movie so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could you can absolutely tell that Andrew Patterson, he deserves you to kind of just soak in yeah. the visual mm-hmm. uh, and the and the sound. The, you know, like the whole production is not one that you should be distracted on a phone. You need to, you know, pay attention. And then speaking of paying attention and waiting until the end, man, I'm telling you, I'm obsessed. And, I, you know, again, confession time, I've, I never saw this movie until like maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, this movie came out uh, and I was still way too young to watch rated R movies. So please forgive me. But now I'm obsessed. It's just a really good slasher movie. And it's or Thrasher, if you're Woody. I know, man. What did I do? <laughs> like, why did I keep saying Thrasher that time? Because I was thinking of the skateboard magazine. I, I, I think so. You literally said, I mean, this movie is such a good Thrasher movie. It is a great Thrasher <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's better than Rabbit Trail. I uh, 
So this movie's called, and you can you can stream this movie right now on Prime. I think it has commercials if you do it that way, but it's got like the sequels there too, which eh, they're okay. But the first one is just my favorite. And it's called Sleepaway Camp, and it is starring mm-hmm. um, a gal who plays the lead character Fel- Felissa Rose. And man, it is it's in that same kind of like summer camp scary movie vein that sort of Friday the Thirteenth is, but oh, it yeah. is. Again, if you are squeamish about gore and stuff, this isn't the movie for you. It's not that it's a movie that is extremely sort of realistic or over the top gory necessarily. It's just so eighties, yeah, that it's just awesome. I, I mean, mean that's a, some, that's a staple in eighties oh, yeah, horror man. movies. Which is, I mean, it's just great. And I've got uh, should be in the mail any day now. A copy of it coming VHS. Um, and I'm just yeah. super excited about that, man. Um, That's cool. I, yeah, I think it's one of those movies that if we were going to have like a, I don't know, like a drive-in movie theater, I would do um, that movie. That movie would definitely play. It's yeah, it's cool. so, and, and then speaking of like, just there's a, it's just strange. It's weird. There's a twist that I was not expecting at the end, and I'm so glad I didn't know. If you're into wanting to be creepy this weekend, those are the ones that I think you should uh, you should stream. Cool. Uh, for me, uh, speaking of creepy and sort of jumping off from what you said, um, I just watched the sequel to The Babysitter, which is The Babysitter Killer oh, Queen. Yes, yes. And it's pretty good, man. It kind of keeps the same momentum and the kids old, the main kids like older now, and yeah, it's really cool. I don't want to get into it in case you haven't seen the first one. So yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll dive into it more next time. But I'm so yeah. glad you watched it, man. I, did, I had no idea. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, man. Uh, another one, which uh, this. Hold on, real quick. Here we go. Babysitter two. I thought the ending was awesome. Yeah, me too. Okay, keep going. Yeah, there's one thing that I felt was missing throughout the whole movie, and then it mm-hmm. makes up for it at the end. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen those, then you'll you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, and this is a show that I was ugh, really disappointed in at first. Uh, just I just felt like it has a little bit of a slow start. Some of the acting is a little, eh. um, but it's Cobra Kai. Um, but I told man, you, man, once it so picks up, good. yeah, it really is good. I mean, it's it's such a great way of like, and again, I'm not going to spoil it for, for people that haven't seen it, but, you know, it takes these sort of like, this movie franchise, The Karate Kid. It's near and, and dear, bro. It's oh, my dear. God, yeah. Oof, and gives me chills thinking about how I'm near and dear. Yeah, me too. Which, by the way, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about just that love of like showing people that you care about, like these old movies that they've mm-hmm. never seen. Um, so I did that with my wife uh, with Karate Kid 1 and 2. And down to the point where we were driving, and I said, yeah, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, LaRusso and Karate Kid. And she was like, what are you talking about? And literally, I slammed the brakes on my car. You've never seen Karate Kid? Like, it was verging on divorce. (laughs) And uh, then it doesn't, this story does not get better. Then I'm like, oh, my God, this is what we're doing all weekend. We're mm-hmm. watching all of them. And I'm so excited. I'm like, God, she's going to love this. 
And the whole time I'm rewatching it, while she's watching it, I'm like, man, I mean, she she has is. I mean, I really helped her out because these are some of the best movies that have ever been made. Oh yeah, she hated them. She oh, fucking no. hated them the whole time. Courtney, come hated on, hated all of them. Yeah. So and, you know, and maybe it's tough, man. I was actually talking with my brother, one of my brother-in-laws last night, and he's just like, you know, I don't really like eighties movies, Ugh. and it's been, but he's like a good, he might be fifteen years younger than me, man, uh, at least. And so mm. I think it's hard for kind of that next generation, the ones that were like teenagers in the two thousands, to really appreciate right those movies but you know man it's just hard for me to accept that it's hard for me to accept that you can't watch karate kid one and all of the just amazing just the story the the music dude god when miyagi claps his hands that final time when when daniel wants to give up and he's like fine i'll go back and he's like wham well can you fix my leg i mean with that thing you do no need fight anymore you prove a point at what point that i can take a beating I mean, every time I see those guys, they're going to know they got the best of me. I'll never have balance that way. Not with them, not with Allie. Not with me. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment we've been waiting for. The present day. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Now, isn't this what Holy crap, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, it's Literally, I've got like full body chills right yeah, now. Yeah, I do too. talking about that moment. I dude. do too. Oh, man. And she, she hated it. Yeah, well. That's... Oof. Well, yep. Uh, my third one is uh, a movie, which I mean, I guess this kind of fits into... A little spooky, a little weird. Okay. Um, and basically, I'm saying this to continue to push Woody into doing this as a uh, oh, Tales from man. the Time Capsule episode. Um, it's a movie called Resurrect Dead, or documentary, rather. And it's about the Toynbee tile phenomenon. If you've never heard of it, you need to go watch this documentary, or you need to just look up the Toynbee tiles. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but... It is such a fascinating story. As you know, probably by now, I'm big into any kind of like paranormal or uh, fringe topics or any sort of like folklore or etymology, any kind of like urban legend type stuff. And as soon as I saw a picture of one of these tiles that, uh, you know, for the longest time, like nobody knew who was putting these things down. They would show up in different states in the middle of the road uh, but the first time that I saw one of these, or the first time I saw this tile, it immediately sparked mm-hmm. this recollection of like, oh my God, we've seen, because I don't know if you know, but Woody and I toured a whole bunch all around the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so we have been to a lot of cities and I feel like we've seen quite a bit of these things. Um, so it's just, it's really fascinating. It's a really fascinating story. And we are definitely definitely going to be doing a full episode over this topic but yeah it's called resurrect dead you can't i think it used to be on netflix but it's not anymore but you can watch the whole thing for free on on uh youtube i know this episode is going a little long in the tooth but uh... (laughs) also one of my favorite phrases you know uh 
ever is long in the tooth. God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell a story now that uh, I told you, was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know. Uh, there's a restaurant in Gainesville, Georgia. It, first of all, it used to be in a mall called Lakeshore Mall. Uh, when I lived in California, I would literally plan my trips back from L.A. to Georgia specifically in the daytime so that I, as I was driving from Atlanta to Cleveland, Georgia, where I lived, I would stop by China Gourmet every single time. They knew me. Uh, I, you know, I've literally been going there for, I mean, God, I don't know. I mean, since I was a, million a, years. Like a teenager. And, and, and you tell everybody about this place, everybody. including myself. And I got to tell you, Mm-mm. I never liked don't it. Don't say it. And also, but this is, you know, I didn't even know they had a different location. So I didn't, number one, know that they're no longer in uh, Lakeshore Mall. I mean, the quality has I mean, it's dropped a little. If the quality's dropped now, it's dropped a little. Man, I can't even imagine what it could taste like because whenever I tried it, it was. Whew. I mean, don't don't go there, folks. It's, go ahead. No, you need to go there. Well, now it's not called oh. China Gourmet. Now it's called. Mm, I don't know. That's okay. Don't say it. Just <laughs> so anyway, people, we don't get sued for someone getting food poisoning. Anyway, so I used to go to this place all the time. They knew me, you know, yada yada yada. Yuck. So the main guy. Uh, is a Japanese man, older gentleman, probably the guy who opened it to begin with. Um, his daughter worked there, maybe grandson. Kind of, you you could tell it was like a family sort of a affair. Um, so I would go there, and <laughs> uh, he was always there to say hey and stuff, but he never really like checked me out. You know, to, rang me up. So mm-hmm. he. He, you know, I show up. Hey, good to see you. Uh, you know, great to see you, yada, yada, yada. I go to grab the bag. You know, he, he puts the little box, puts it in the box, uh, puts the rice box, puts it in. What are you ordering, by the way? What's your favorite well, thing? Well, every man? single time I order the sesame chicken, which is a little sweet. That's what it was. Then I, I get forgot. the okay. teriyaki chicken, which is a little savory. Then I combine mm-hmm. them all together. Just in a big, huge pile of rice, mm-hmm. and now I got to add. Hold on, that sounds that sounds incredible. In fact, it is incredible. That combo that combo sounds unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But when people are, I guarantee, when people are picturing, picturing uh, when people are playing Pictionary, <laughs> no, when people are picturing this combo, they're thinking of you know teriyaki chicken from the place that they're used to which just looks like everybody knows teriyaki chicken they're thinking of sesame chicken that looks like sesame chicken you go to this place the teriyaki chicken is it's the same color red as like those red hot dogs yeah very that doesn't happen in other places reddish go, pink kind of you know now that we're talking about this it does look a little like the uh the ooze in ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm Maybe a little more red. It absolutely does. Uh, yeah, a little more red. Anyway, so I show up. Hey, how you doing? Great to be back. Good to see you again. I was here last week kind of thing. I go to grab the bag. It's a plastic bag. And he goes, no, no, no. Both hands. And I say, okay. Now, how did you grab it there? I just grabbed it like a normal human. You the handles like a normal, normal human grocery being. bag. Yeah. Go to grab it. Uh, one hand. No, no, no. Both hands. I say, okay. And I grab the both hands, 
and then he just he he looks like he's just so annoyed with me already. He goes, no, 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 hold bottom. So I hold the bottom, pick it up, and he just looked like at this point uh, he, he's he's over it. So he like mm-hmm. he he reaches out, grabs the bag from my hand, and says, no, 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 like this. And he grabs the top handle. And he goes, high. You hold it high. I put one other hand at chest height <laughs> underneath the bag. I'm holding the handles a little over above my like eye level. I don't have a clue why I'm doing any of this. It doesn't make any sense why I'm holding this like this. I mean, you would have thought that I had like a Fabergé egg or the Hope mm-hmm. Diamond in this thing. Because, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so anyway, all that happens, I'm a little annoyed, you know, but it's my favorite restaurant ever that has ever existed, so whatever. I leave, Mm -hmm. I come back probably a week or so later, out of the blue, there he is, he's back. So he's Mm -hmm. doing his thing, hey, how are you, good to see you again, all that. I, he, what's funny is, is as soon as he puts it in a bag, he like pushes it in my direction, kind of like. Okay, let's, let's see. see what he let's does. See what he does. So yeah. I, what's funny is I'm staring him right in the eye as I'm doing mm-hmm. this. Pick it up with one hand, slide my other hand underneath it, pull the handle hand up above my head. <laughs> the other hand, right around chest height, underneath, just to uh, really secure it. And yeah. he looks at me like a grandfather that is just so proud, and he says. Oh, very good. You are a professional. <laughs> and that was it. Oh, my gosh, One of man. the best. Uh, he sounds like a super sweet. He sounds like the guy from the guy from like the guy that played um, Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World 2, but he's been in a million other things. I think he's in like... Hold on. Is this the guy? Because if this is the same guy, this is exactly who I have in mind. He's the guy who is the cool, older Asian guy in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. I was just about to say that. Yep. Yes. Same guy, I think. That's him. Oh, this is literally him. Man. That's amazing. Yeah. One of my... Um, that's one of the just one of the funniest. Oh God! I actually I did make my wife watch Big Trouble in Little China because that used to be one of my all time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, man, it holds up. Yeah, you know, it, I haven't seen it in man. I don't even know how long. I'm gonna have to watch it. That movie, The Goonies, mm-hmm. Dick Tracy. Um, I'm trying to think what else, like E.T. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like Hook, you know? Yeah, all Hook those movies were movie. like my constant. Like, if we didn't own them, we were renting them all, all the time. time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the copy I mean, did I still have the copy of The Goonies that I had? Is it recorded? Like a home recording? No, 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 no. I probably have one of those somewhere too. No, most of the stuff that I still have from like home recordings are like porn, you know, older. Yeah, <laughs> oh God. No, like older stuff. Like, I have like two copies of Demolition Man. Mm. Um, I don't know why we felt the need to <laughs> record it twice, but just in case one of them messed up. Um, I feel like Time then, Cop like, was a, was one that 
Dude, I would it's always. So see. weird that you said time cop, yeah, man. Everybody had. Did I, come on, hold on a second. Are you are you cheating, dude? I, because, I, I did swear I to God. Text you yesterday. Did I text you yesterday? We about have this? never talked about time cop, but dude, first first scene, Gainesville, Georgia. I'm going to text you this right after. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, I wow. literally, I'm not joking. Yesterday on the treadmill, I'm like, oh, cool, Time Cops on Stars. Mm. I start watching it. The very first scene is just like Gainesville, Georgia, 18, whatever. What? And yes, man. Oh, my. Dude, this is so weird. I cannot believe you just said Time Cop. I've got the picture. I'm texting you right now. Synchronicity, bro. It really is, man. That is, just wait till you get this, man. This is literally, like, this is, besides the credits, one of the first scenes. What? Wow. That's crazy. Is that not nuts? That is yeah. nuts. So I guess we're adding that to the must stream list for this week too. Go out, <laughs> go watch Time Cop. It's a Van Damme classic. How does it hold up? I mean, dude, every Van Damme. It holds up as well as any Van Damme movie. Yeah. There I mean, that's the thing. People ask me that kind of stuff too, and it's hard for me to answer that question, man. I don't know. No matter what, even if it's crappy, it's cool crappy and I love well, it. Well, I have to say though that that uh I feel like Time Cop was a little, like, at the end, not the end, per se, but, like, you know, you have, like, your, like, Bloodsport. Early Van Damme. Early Van Damme, like, classic, you know, just good from front to back. And then Time Cop was, like, once he, like, really blew up. Mm -hmm. um, He's taking a lot of liberties. Yeah, he sure was. I think, like, in every movie after Bloodsport and stuff, and maybe even starting with Bloodsport, oh, well, of course he's going to do the splits. Mm-hmm. I mean, because absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in just ridiculous ways and for no reason. Like he just like someone's running up again, you know, running up to him to fight him and hit him with something. He just like splits, punching the nuts. Yep. And it's like, why did he, couldn't he have just roundhouse kicked or something? I, I don't know. Boy, we're going to have to do a Van Damme episode. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even kidding. Well, actually, I was going to say, I think we need to devote an entire episode to this uh, a young Van Damme in his blood sport because that actor finding that kid man yeah for, number exactly. one didn't look a thing like Jean Claude Van Damme and sounded you know, even and, less like him oh boy he's like what kind of a deal <laughs> aren't you going to call the cops uh, what else does he say like oh, uh, he's like <laughs> uh, oh man those are the two like I distinctly remember and like his face after like the dad like chops the tip of his hat yeah. off uh with the with the samurai sword the, and he's just kind of like Ooh. we're gonna we'll post some videos of this kid we have to find we have to find this, this is kid, this is acting i mean how did that get like that's the thing some of these movies i don't understand how it got passed well cutting room floor number one like this is this kid has to be related to exactly someone. that's what i was gonna say he he was aren't you going to call the cop <laughs> Whoops. Look, I think my power's about to go out because it keeps on flickering. We're getting some crazy storms, remnants of this, you know, hurricane that came through the south. Um, so before it just cuts off, I definitely wanted to say thank you to everyone that listens to our show. All the amazing kind of voicemails that people have been sending us through our Instagram. I cannot wait to feature them all um, on future episodes. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool to know that we've got amazing friends across the u.s we're building an army different states different yeah we're building this is going to be a revolution it is Mm -hmm. uh, a revolution of radness and um we want you to join our cause and uh you know but seriously we just can't thank you enough and uh yeah if you want to get featured on one of our episodes then hit us up on our instagram page you can find us there at 
that would be rad. Yeah, we'd love interacting with with all of you. And and like Tyler said earlier, stuff that you're super into that you think we would be into or might not have heard about or you just want to just like dive down memory lane together, send us a message on Instagram. We'll talk about movies, music, comics. We didn't really get into comics today, but, uh, you know, in future consumption junction episodes, I know that we will. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Well, I guess you've already said it, but I was going to say, where can we be found? But it is Instagram at that would be rad. And uh, yeah, also uh, maybe leave some stars on iTunes. Uh, That would be nice. I think we gave these folks plenty of homework for this week. Um, So thank you for listening. And until next week, be rad. That's the way it Yeah.